Hey, shop. Hey, Wonder Rob. What does the Enterprise and toilet paper have in common? Um, I don't know. What's that? They both circle Uranus, wiping out Klingons. <laughs> Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're best of friends co-hosting all of our shows now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you to blast every freaking week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you, Rob. My geek speak has crazy tech. We move up Marvel. DC's okay. Our content rocks. Geek news all day. Welcome back, fellow geeks, for another episode of Geek So To Speak podcast, your source for all things geek. Thanks so much for joining us for another week of geeky goodness. Set phasers to fun, am I right, Shaf? <laughs> well, I guess I should introduce you formally. Uh, that <laughs> that interesting <laughs> laugh you just heard was my co-host, Shaf, and I am your other co-host, Wonder Rob, and I'm coming at you live, well, semi-live from Southern California, and we are your source for all things geek. We're talking movies. We're talking TV shows, we're talking comic books, we're talking video games, we're talking geek news, we're talking trailers, we're talking everything in between. Thank you so much for joining us again. If you're not already subscribed, smash that subscribe button. It is illogical to not smash the subscribe button. I'm going to I'm going to throw in as many Star Trek references as I can. I'm sure Shaf will beat me on this, but Please, please, please subscribe if you're not already subscribed. And if you are a loyal listener, thank you so much for coming back. We greatly appreciate it. And while you're at it, loyal listener or new listener, if you could do us a favor and leave us a review on the old Apple podcast, that would be spectacular. You know you can do it in-app. All you got to do is open the app on your phone. Takes two seconds, five stars, review. These guys are so great. Excellent Star Trek pun, thumbs up emoji, a hundred emoji, fire emoji, send, boom. That was so easy, and we'll give you a special shout out on the show. You know, uh, Wonder Rob. Yes. Um, if our fellow geeks boldly go to their apps and uh, uh, and check, they're going to find out if they search Geek News that we are the number one Geek News podcast on Apple Podcasts. That's yes. a big deal. So it's hard to avoid us. It's hard to resist. You could even say that resistance is futile. <laughs> Excellent. It would be the Borg of them to... Ah, <laughs> uh, crap. 
I'm not as good at this as you are, Shaw. <laughs> uh, but we have a big episode for you guys today. If you can't tell from all the Star Trek puns, we're going to be talking Star Trek The Lower Decks, the new series on CBS All Access. And we're also going to be talking the season premiere of Star Trek Discovery on CBS <laughs> All Access, uh, a show Shaw is uh, very familiar with. I have a... Um, well, I'm a Star I'm a Star Trek Discovery Virgin, but I took it all. I took it all in with a very little uh resistance and we're going to have our opinions on that. Plus we got all the latest and greatest geek news. Of course we do. But first, before we get into any of that, Shoff, you know it. I know it. The American people know it. We like to pretend that we haven't been speaking to each other all week despite the fact that we're best friends. So, Shaf, tell me, how's your week been, man? Ooh, how has my week been? Um, like, like I said last time, it it all just melts. The moment that you <laughs> ask me this question, I completely forget about the entire past week. Oh, um, man. It, it, here's here's what I will say. I want to call out a company right now. Uh oh. Uh oh. Some some company is either about to get the geek, so to speak, bump, or the geek, so to speak, rump. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> What's it going to be? Uh, it's definitely going to be the geek, so to speak, rump, because I'm, oh, about, no. to, I'm about to dump on uh, a Chipotle. Oh, no, Chipotle. You're not telling me Chipotle's done you wrong again. Did I talk about it last time? I don't think so. Oh, maybe I'm mixing up our personal conversations with yeah, our podcast. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. I think that I should be sharing this with the rest of the All world right. because I don't want our fellow geeks out there to suffer the same fate. Okay, so here's the deal. I live in Sedona and there is one Chipotle. By the way, let me just give you the the glimpse of fast food here in Sedona. We've got Okay. McDonald's. It's the only McDonald's okay. with a green arch. Oh, yes. The world-famous green arch is McDonald's. That's right. That's right. Now, it's meant to be more flattering with the environment. That's why they did it. So it's sort of aligns with the colors of the Southwestern whatever, blah, blah, blah. There was a very rickety old uh, two-floored Burger King uh, that was... Uh, not very particular on who they hired uh, to work there. Uh, <laughs> apparently, you didn't even have to wear uniforms. You could just show up in your street clothes and uh, and work the uh, the counters and stuff. So go figure on that. But um, there's that. Then there's a subway. There's okay. a Chipotle. And then if you go drive like 15 minutes, there's one of those like Los Betos Mexican food, sort of like a Filibertos uh, offshoot, right? They've got uh-huh. all the Betos, right? Um that's it. That's it. <laughs> They're master Beto's. Really? <laughs> uh, there's no Taco Bell. Uh, there is no uh, Chick-fil-A. There's no Jack in the Box. There's no Carl's Jr. There's uh, no Arby's. I mean, there's a real severe lack of fast food. So if you want fast food, I mean, something that's going to be quick, something that's going to be mildly uh, healthy for you, mind the caloric intake, Chipotle is a good choice. Okay. So we've opted for Chipotle. Now, here's what I get. I want to I want to make sure our, our fellow geeks just get the ta- tantalized taste buds here. Uh, I get a burrito bowl. I get it with brown rice, mm-hmm. pinto beans, chicken, queso, 
corn, tortilla on the side, chips on the side, an extra queso to pour on top of the burrito bowl so it's extra cheesy. Mm. And then I dip the chips into the burrito bowl and make it into its own nacho dish. So good. That sounds amazing. And not to get off on a big tangent here, but you did send me a picture of it. Yeah. And you have, you've you've injected me with a taste for Chipotle that I have not quenched since. Because I refuse <laughs> to eat Chipotle if I don't have Tabasco sauce. And I've been too lazy to go buy new Tabasco sauce. But one day, <laughs> when I get new Tabasco sauce, I'm going to have exactly what you described. Do they not sell Tabasco on Amazon? Could you not just prime it? Oh, I probably could. But again, we're talking laziness here, man. That is like My laziness epic. knows no bounds. Yeah, that is some high class laziness right there. <laughs> Order oh. it and ship it now. <laughs> I used to. I'm going to tell you what I used to do. I'll let you get back to your story in just a sec. I used to exclusively get my Tabasco sauce from Chipotle because, you know, as you know, when in the, the before times when you used to be able to go into Chipotle and eat or just go in and get your food, I would order my Chipotle to go. I would walk over to, and fill up my soda. I'd put, you know, the napkins in the bag. I'd get a fork, put it in the bag, and I would grab a whole bottle of Tabasco sauce. <laughs> and I would put it in the bag. <laughs> and then I would take it home. Oh, my and I, gosh. And I did that several times because I've seen... They've I've seen them open the door to their storage room. They've got walls of Tabasco back there. It's like it's like taking salt packets or pepper packets or uh, sugar packets, even though they don't have that. It's the same thing. So they're there to take. You know what? In in, in your defense, Wonder Rob, I can safely say that I used to exclusively get my sweet and low sugar from Chipotle. I would raid the packets. I knew I would it. Take, I would take handfuls, put them in the bag, and take them home. The problem was the uh, the sweet and low was always next to the pot machine, so it was they were always wet. And I was like, I can't take home wet sugar packets. The whole point is you don't get sugar wet until you're ready to use it. Like it's pointless now. It, it's it's all um, coagulated together. Like it's it's a mound of sugar. It's not <laughs> granulated sugar anymore. Stupid. All right, I'll let you continue. Uh, anyways, uh, long, long, long story short, this meal I was so excited to have. I was super duper hungry. It was long past lunchtime. Uh, so I, I, had, I had been working. I had to go ahead and, and quickly take a break and go run down and grab it. My uh, my girlfriend, Sarah, she ordered something uh, different th- from mine, very uh, like noticeably different. So it was very clear that one was going to be one way, one was going to be another way. Hers was like a lifestyle bowl, like a paleo bowl or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, go to pick it up. Normally, what you expect to find is a bag that's got a little uh, tape over the bag itself so you know that no one's tampered with it. It's yeah. supposed to have the receipt taped onto it so you know what's inside it. And mm-hmm. then inside the bag, you've got, of course, everything that you ordered. And on the burrito bowls especially, and on the burritos, they they slap a sticker on it that has the person's name of who's who it's for. This is when you order on the app um, and what's in like that order. So, you know, like in the burrito bowl, there's all of these ingredients, like it's all laid out. It's how they build the meal for you. So I knew something was amiss because when I went to go pick up the order, it was, first of all, just in a brown bag. 
my name was scribbled on the bag in black marker. Mm-hmm. Inside was one bowl. There should have been two bowls. It's missing chips. It's missing all sorts of stuff, but there's one bowl inside. Uh, uh, there's no uh, sticker on the bowl itself, like the, the lid of it. So I don't know what's inside unless I open up the lid, but I shouldn't have to, first of all, because I shouldn't even be able to get inside the bag unless I rip open the tamper evident sticker, which is not on the bag. There's no tamper sticker as well. So the bag is open. So anyone could have put their hands in or opened it up. And I'm thinking, okay, COVID-19 is on the rise in plenty of States. Uh, the whole point that, you know, uh, restaurants have to take extra precautions to keep us safe, right? Like mm-hmm. it's fucking ridiculous. So I'm like, what is going on in this place? I'm looking the dude who's uh, uh, bil- building all the the burrito bowls and putting everything in bags. He's just like things are printing out. He's just throwing things. Uh, I'm not saying that he was high, but I'm pretty sure he was high <laughs> because <laughs> the dude the dude was barely awake. Uh, at standing up, it, he was like kind of like swaying a little bit. Like I, was, it just wasn't fully there. Um, I, I go up. To, I'm like waiting for someone to acknowledge me so I can let them know that I'm missing a burrito bowl. No one says anything to me, so I have to go back and I get in line, and I, I'm telling the guy, "Okay, you guys got to make me this bowl." I assume because my bag says Jimmy. My name is Shaf, but my first name is Jimmy. For those who don't know, uh, you guys have found me on social media, but I'm sure you know this by now. Um, uh, I'm, I'm assuming that my burrito bowl is in there. So I'm like, you guys got to make my girlfriend's bowl. She's, she's, she's gonna, she's hungry. She needs food. Uh, she's breastfeeding. She is feeding another living being. I need to feed her. So, uh, they make the bowl and they send me on my way. I get home and I find out that inside my bowl is her food. So now mm. she's got two burrito bowls and I've got nothing. Double the the fun, unless you're shop. That's right. So pissed. So I get on the phone and I turn into like raging Hulk shop mode. Uh-oh. Like, I know. I've seen shop angry. You it's do not, not want to make Shaf angry. You do not want to make me angry. It's really true. I can be very pleasant and I can be a total fucking asshole. So um, this was a moment when I was a total asshole. Uh, and they ended up uh, comping my meal. They ma- okay. remade my order. Uh, there was plenty of spit in it, I'm sure. But they remade the order. Uh, I got a bunch of other free entrees as well. And um, today I, I tested it again. And I will, I'm happy to say that they fixed their problem. Everything was on the up and up. So oh, Chipotle. Man, I, thought, <laughs> I was really worried it was going to happen again. Yeah. Chipotle did me wrong last week. This week they fixed their problem. So uh, I'm not saying you guys got your shit together, but you're on your way. So keep up the good work, Chipotle, because I don't want to see this happen again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Excellent. That's so, my, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my week that's what i was dealing with and uh, uh it sounds like a minor thing but i'll tell you what don't do not come between me and my lunch okay man you made me hungry you <laughs> absolutely made me hungry for chipotle listening to that uh, i might have to forego my rule my tabasco rule Chipo- chipotles are usually open late you might be able to get some right after this podcast recording oh maybe maybe well let me uh let me get through my week real fast so we can Do get it. through the podcast real fast so maybe fingers crossed i can get some chipotle 
Um, I played one new video game this week, a little game that came out called The Walking Dead, uh, Sinners and Saints, or it might be Saints and Sinners. Either way, it's a new Walking Dead <laughs> game. Downloaded it on the old Oculus. The old Oculus, my man. So essentially, you're you're placed in the world of Walking Dead. There are zombies coming at you. You got your gun. You got your knife or screwdriver. You got your axe or machete, as a, <laughs> some people like to use that as a weapon. And you're hacking and slashing zombies. And despite the game clearly looking like it was meant for, like, iOS, uh-huh. well, uh, walking around and a zombie just coming at you out of nowhere, even if it's a cartoon zombie, whew, uh, let's just say I may have had to change my pants once or twice. <laughs> Uh, very interesting game. I've only, I'm only a couple hours into it, so I don't have a lot to say more than that. But I am gonna report back on this because I've been waiting for a, a fun, immersive game. The thing I really like about it, though, are is the controls. Essentially, I, you can have free movement with the analog stick, where in most VR games you're either pointing with the analog stick and it just points to the other side of the map, and then you transport there. I, I like to feel like I'm walking. Oh yeah. Uh, and Deccan and all that stuff. So I, I do like that. Um, but more to come on that. I don't have much more to say than what I just said, but I will report more on this as the weeks go on. Uh, second, Shaw, uh, there's a little show that we talked about last week, The Boys, that we did review. Uh, and hearing me talk about it, my wife decided she was going to watch The Boys. And so this last week, we actually rewatched and finished the first season of the boys uh and she's into it she got into it big time she she had theories she was like why does homelander want to get the the superheroes into the army what the, they're not telling him about his kid like she was she was putting it together asking questions she's into it and now she's upset that i'm recording a podcast tonight because she wants to start season two Oh, tonight. oh wow. I told, her, I told her, no, no. I said, no, no, I'm going to watch it again with you. No, no. But uh, <laughs> she's, she's into it, man. She's That's into awesome. it. And she really liked Umbrella Academy, too. I'm so proud of her. Well, you should be. I mean, I trained her well. I can't get her to indulge in much of my geeky tendencies, but I did get her to do this. <laughs> so you should be proud of me is what you should be. I, well, absolutely. I always am. Always, for sure. Well, that's best friends. That's best friendship. Uh, and last but not least, I didn't talk about this much uh, because I was saving it for the show, but then I let you in on a little a little secret. I bought myself a new computer, shop. I've been saving behind the scenes. Just just sticking my pennies into the penny jar, and I, I initially was planning on building a gaming PC, uh, but being a complete novice and never having done it before, I quickly realized that, hey, I don't really know what I'm doing or have a reference of what's really that good or not that good and what I should be looking for or what I shouldn't be looking for. And on top of that, I just didn't feel like I had the time because on top of my weekly duties as a a father and my job and overseeing uh, certain aspects to geek, so to speak, time runs out. So I said, forget it. I'm just going to buy a pre-built gaming PC. 
after after long inner turmoil and debate and talking <laughs> to a good buddy of mine, uh, your mortal enemy, uh, my friend Vactor, one of my very best friends, uh, he was like, well, you should probably just, uh, you know, get a get a pre-built. <laughs> and so I did. I got myself an Alienware Aurora R11 desktop, Intel Core i7-10700F, 16 gigabyte memory, NVIDIA GeForce RTX 2080 Super, one terabyte <laughs> HDD. That stands for hard disk drive, 512 gigabyte STD, Lunar Light. And Wait, did you say that your computer has an STD? Yep, I sure did. <laughs> Broke its cherry if you catch my drift. What do you think the first thing I looked at on my new computer was? Was it video games? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Oh, there's a port here. <laughs> there's a port here on the back of the tower. It's perfectly shaped for my ding dong. <laughs> also got me a Samsung ultra wide monitor. So now I'm just waiting. It's just sitting there not being used because I'm waiting, Shaw. The, the idea was that I was going to build a PC or get a PC, so I'm set and ready to go by the time Cyberpunk 2077 comes out. Uh, so it's just going to sit there. Wait, wait, wait. Nice no, that's not true. That's not true. I know for a fact that you wanted to get a nice gaming PC so that you could play Half-Life Alex. That is true. That is true. But... On the other side of the coin, I've, I've figured out that playing Half-Life Alex on my Oculus is not as easy as I initially thought. It's not just a plug it in and play sort of thing. There's a lot of like backdoors and side loading that you have to do to, to make it work with Steam. Uh, um, okay. And I just haven't taken the time to do it yet. Um, and I haven't done anything at all with it this week because I've got a, uh, I've got a visitor coming this weekend shop some family coming to visit this weekend my mom is staying to visit the my boy uh and so i didn't really want to get invested in it and not makes and sense. then all of a sudden not be able to play it that makes uh, sense so maybe next week i'll figure out and tweak that with that and maybe maybe i'll have a uh, some first impressions of half-life alex soon uh but yes uh it is now i'm a now I, um uh pc master race shop i, I saw am the, PC the picture I saw the picture of this computer and the monitor and I about jaded my pee all over my bees because uh, <laughs> the monitor is way overcompensating. <laughs> it, it, way takes up the, it takes up your entire desk. It does. It's, it didn't it didn't look that big when I saw it on the shelf. <laughs> but that's when what I she said. It home, first of all. I know what you're thinking, Shaf. Get your mind out of the gutter. Um, <laughs> lugging the box up the stairs was a whole endeavor to get to my office because the box weighed at least 40 pounds. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and the thing was six feet long. <laughs> and I was trying to get it up the stairs. And then I finally got it out of the box, put it together, put it on the desk. And you're absolutely right. It's just as long as my desk. <laughs> And I was like, well, is there even room to put the computer on the desk? I made it work. Yeah, <laughs> the computer is yeah, the computer is basically but... like hanging out behind the monitor. Like it, it's yeah, it was something else. I gotta say though, I was instantly um, mad jealous. Instantly jealous. Just oh, looking don't worry. At... Don't worry. Like I said, it took I had to I had to be very patient. I had to be very uh strict with my spending. Because I was, 
I wanted it, and I and finally, finally, I was able to do it. So, your boy Wonder Rob is now not just a vidiot, but I'm a PC master race. And more to come <laughs> on that later. So that's been my week, Shaf. But that's enough. That's enough chit chat about our weeks. What do you say we uh, kick it into high gear and talk about some geek news? Geek news. News. Nude. News. Nude news. All right. So as is tradition on Geek So To Speak podcast, whoever is hosting the uh, episode on any given week, me, for example, this week, likes to hand over the very first story, the privilege of going over the first geek news story to the co-host, which is you, Shaf. So tell me, what's been going on this week in geek news? Ooh, well, thank you, Wonder Rob. Very kind, very kind. In honor of your familia visiting you tomorrow, I figure it's time for me to talk about my familia, my family. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So uh, there's a certain film franchise that Uh I happen to have a guilty uh, enjoyment and pleasure while watching, and that is the Fast and the Furious film franchise. I love watching Vin Diesel and his family just like racing through the streets, doing just crazy jumps, stuff that's like completely gravity defying. And uh, every movie just takes it one step further. They're jumping through and across buildings. Um, They've got uh, a CGI Paul Walker uh, I mean, the, it's, it's, and it's actually like really good CGI. Like it's probably oh, some yeah. of the best CGI, like in existence, like way, way better CGI than anything ever before. Better uh, than Avatar? Way, way better than Avatar 2, 4, or 6. They're not, <laughs> it's not even real, Donald. They, they're not out yet, but I've seen them. All right, uh, I'm a me. personal, in personal the, uh, friend. In the coming of, weeks, they're coming out in, in the coming weeks. Yeah, it's it's just going to be a little bit longer. I can't wait to show them to you, just like my tax returns. Uh, it's going to happen uh, just when they're ready. There was a, I, there was a debate tonight, everybody, <laughs> and it's fresh on our minds. That's right. We don't get right. political. But, no, Usually. no. But if, if there's an opportunity to to do a Trump impression, we're gonna do it. So, anyways, um, back to the Fast and the Furious. I freaking love this film franchise, and I'm happy to report that although we still have to wait for Fast Nine, F Nine, as they're calling it, uh, which is was originally supposed to be out, uh, gosh, what I think the earlier this year, um, mm-hmm. but it was pushed back to Memorial Day of 2021 in wake of obviously COVID's pandemic situation, um, but. F9 is by no means the last movie in the film franchise. Oh, no, no. Actually, we're going to get two more. There's going to be two more movies, and the film franchise will be concluding with the 11th film. And guess what? Justin Lin is back to direct. Justin Lin. Oh, hell uh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Question. Answer. John Lin. Justin Lin. <laughs> Justin Lin, I mean. Who's that? Justin Lin is a film director, and he directed the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, and the ninth Fast and the Furious films. Oh, hell yeah. Did he do Tokyo Drift? 
No. I don't know the numbers. <laughs> That's the second one. Ah, oh, crap. Okay. It's well, it's I take that. Okay, so it's the second one. But technically, that's not its placement in the franchise. Oh, they do time jumps. All right. All right. I, see, I get you. I see you, Fast and the Furious. I, I personally think that's a little bonkers. I, that, that's one thing I've never really understood or agreed with on the film franchises that they put Tokyo Drift technically taking place so much later uh, than where it's it was you know filmed and whatnot. But okay, whatever. They had to, you know, justice for Han and all this bullshit. Okay, anyways. I'm just excited because we get I, we get to enjoy three more Fast and the Furious movies because the one that F9 it's completed it's just waiting to be released they've just pushed back the release date but it's yeah. done it's ready to go um, and we got two more beyond that now guess what I mean what? where do you think they're gonna go next with these other two movies I, they've got to go to space right <laughs> I'm really glad you said that because I was jokingly about to say space. <laughs> But you said it seriously. I, I so they might they go, to, go space. to space. Sure, that's you're familiar with with the Fast and Furious franchise. You have an educated opinion on these movies. Oh yeah, I've seen them all. And you say space, space, space is the final frontier, as we know from Star Trek. Space cars, <laughs> space cars. They will be doing like crazy jumps in space. I I fully believe. <laughs> They'll be like, it'll be gravity defying. They'll be like on the moon, like doing like jumps off ramps and stuff. And they'll be in the space atmosphere. Jumps. Yeah, space jumps. The it's idea of space jumps just really made me laugh because I can picture some <laughs> on the moon, this car just going over a space ramp, space jump, but just keeps going because it's out of space. It's the longest <laughs> jump. <laughs> this jump, it's been going on for three hours. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't landed yet. <laughs> <laughs> what a space jump. They're going to jump from the moon to Mars. <laughs> it's going to be this the jump. Great. I love it. So anyways, uh, I just think we have a lot to look forward to. I'm so excited that we get two more movies beyond the one that's coming out next year. Uh, so not a whole lot to report with this news other than to, fact, to say that there are two more. Um, that is the definitive end, at least as far as they're saying. I mean, Vin Diesel, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, John Cena's going to be in the next one. Is it Cena? Oh, yeah. Cena? Uh, Cena. Like Xena, Warrior Princess, but with a C. C. Why do I re- always say it Cena? I don't know why. Because <laughs> well, I'm dumb? a true fan. Because you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> the mystery's been solved. No word. <laughs> Vactor, you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> oh, shoot. Two Vactor shout, shout outs in one episode. He's going to be happy. <laughs> Um, but anyways, uh, that's all I got to say about this new story. I'm just super excited. Wonder Rob, are you as excited as me about this? Um, safe to say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, my experience with Fast and Furious, I might have said this before. I saw the first one in theaters when, whenever that movie came out. I also got pulled over for speeding that same night going home from the movie, <laughs> coincidentally. And oh I told God. the police officer... Sorry, I just came back from watching Fast and Furious. And he goes, was it good? And I was like, yeah, I liked it. And he's like, oh, I'm going to let you off with a warning. No way. <laughs> yeah. This is the true the story. The one and only time I've ever been pulled over for speeding was after <laughs> Fast and the Furious. Is this why you've avoided the franchise ever since? Because it brings out aggressive tendencies in your road r- driving? I think so. I think wow. so. 
I think so. Um, I was interested in seeing Hobbs and Shaw. And I know that's just a spinoff. That's an offshoot. And we were actually going to see it and talk about it for Geek, so to speak. It's but true. then that didn't work out because of the whole world situation. Uh, so, yeah, I can't necessarily say I'm a fan, so to speak, but I definitely um, enjoy hearing your theories about space jumps. That's for sure. And making fun of Tokyo Drift with no reference to whatsoever to the movie outside of the title. <laughs> and that it's got Luda. Luda's in it. <laughs> when I was 13, I met my first love. That That's a reference to that song he did with Justin Bieber. Cadillac spills Cadillac grills. What's check your, out uh, the oil from much Cadillac. I don't know. I can't remember. It. My name is Luda Chris. Don't talk to me right now. I'm on my way to take a Luda piss. <laughs> yeah, I could free. I could free. Check out the my, rest of them. Check out my something. My my diamonds is reckless. Feels like I'm a, a midget is hanging they call from my me necklace. Luda sis. <laughs> Oh man, what's your fantasy what? say? <laughs> what's your favorite Fast and the Furious movie? Just for for the people out there who enjoy this franchise that are listening to this right now, who are dying to hear you say what your favorite Fast and the Furious movie is, tell them. Oh, um, I would say I would say it's a toss up between Fast Six or Furious Seven. I think okay. either of those movies are are both equally awesome. I think Fast Five was when things really changed. Uh, the the franchise took a different direction. We got The Rock, and everything kind of just it amped up to a, a whole new level. It's like they they started they stopped taking themselves as seriously, and I think it was in the the best interest of the franchise. Uh, and then from there on, it just continued to ramp up in a big way. Ramp being the keyword, but, um, I would say fast six, furious seven. Those two are definitely on top. Oh yeah. You know, um, what I call it when I gotta, I gotta take care of business, but I'm short on time. I like to say, I give myself a fast five. (laughs) Are you talking about (laughs) masturbating or taking a shit? All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. There's a lot. That's a lot of Fast and the Furious. Probably the most we've talked about Fast and the Furious on this podcast. It's but true. you know what? It counts. I I think it counts for geek geek uh, culture. Would, well, the way the way I've been geeking out about it, I would say it definitely does. All right, so I'm going to move on. This this one definitely uh, counts for geek culture. Shaf. This this one came out of nowhere. Talk about news that nobody asked for. Uh, and I can, I dare to say that a, a minority are hyped about, despite the fact that nobody asked for it, and despite the fact that maybe only a minority are talking about it, we're going to talk about it, because I want to hear Schaff's opinion. Uh, we have just been informed, Schaff, that we are getting not another addition to the MCU, not another addition to the DCEU, not another addition to the Sony Spider-Man universe or whatever the heck they're calling it over there, we're getting a brand new universe, Shaf. A brand new universe. The Power Rangers cinematic universe. Oh, it's morphin' time. It's morphin' time. Okay. So get this. There was a Power Rangers reboot not too long ago. Uh, I didn't see it. I know my boy Shaf saw it, and it's my understanding that it was essentially a commercial for Krispy Kreme. Is exactly. Right? It was. It was ninety minutes 
uh, of a, a commercial for Krispy Kreme. Yes. And the, the, the stinger, the teaser at the end was, is that the Green Ranger? But he was eating a Krispy Kreme. No, it, it was a Green Ranger uh, uh, end credit scene, but he never appeared. It was like they were calling for him and he was like not at his desk. It was like a detention scene. Jason. I mean, not Jason. Tommy. <laughs> Tommy Oliver. Where are you? Man, that kid makes me green with anger. Cut. And credits. Wait, you know a lot about Power Rangers. You know his full first and last name. Okay. I, yeah, I do. Of course I do. Okay. Here's the thing. I am in my 30s. Uh, when Power Rangers was on the initial series, I ate that up with a spoon, my dude. Oh, so did I. I was all about Power Rangers. I had toys. I had clothes. I had the terrible video games on Super Nintendo. Uh, and I watched Power Rangers all the way up to the end of Zeo. And then it turned into Power Rangers Turbo. And I was like, cars, I am too old for this nonsense. This is, this is when it became unrealistic. That's when you were like, Turbo. A child turning into a full-grown Power Ranger adult. I saw that the first time when it was called Shazam. Okay. I was not <laughs> interested in it. But I did I did have a long tenure with the Power Rangers. So you of sure course did. I remember Tommy Oliver. Shot. Well yeah, he was on almost every single one of those series, so Yeah. yeah. Well anyway. Jason da- Jason David Frank. Good old Jason. Yes, David yes, Frank. yes. Um who uh is the reason why there are no more fake weapons allowed at Phoenix Comic Con. As we found out. As we found out. <laughs> because people want to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Look it up. It's a thing that happened like two years ago. Okay. Anyway. Hasbro. This is coming from comicbook.com. Hasbro has been developing a Power Rangers feature film reboot, but that's not the only change in store for the famous franchise. Jonathan Entwistle. What a great last name. Entwistle. <laughs> Shout out to friend of the show, Jonathan Entwistle. Uh, he's been tapped to direct the upcoming movie reboot, which will hopefully hopefully launch a new franchise during the Hasbro era. But a new report by THR, that's the Hollywood reporter for the layperson out there, reveals that the end of the fucking world and I'm not okay with this creator. Wow, what a thing to have created. You ever heard of that, shop? End of the nope. fucking world and I'm not okay with this? I don't know what that is. Anyway... It's, uh, it's our friend of the show, Jonathan Entwistle. He will also oversee and direct both film and television adaptations for the series moving forward, uh, which is a huge shift for the franchise. Entwistle will be the conductor of the Connected Story universe, which will expand across multiple platforms, meaning there will now be ties between TV and film. Does this get your geek heart going? Is there any... Is there any universe where Shoff is excited about new Power Rangers content. No Zordon. I gotta tell you, you know what? Even though the last movie, the last reboot was awful, mm-hmm. I still have a, a very like warm place in my heart for, for Power Rangers. And I will absolutely give this movie a chance. Uh, as far as the TV show, I don't, I'm kind of over like those kinds of TV shows. Like, I don't know that I would watch something like that now, but um, 
But a movie, yeah, I would go see that. I mean, there were elements of the Power Rangers reboot movie that were good, like Brian Cranston as uh, Zordon. I oh I man, mean. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot Brian Cranston was. <laughs> oh man. Okay, he's all like, right. I am. I am the one who morphs. <laughs> I mean, it's you guys. Technically, I'm stuck in a tube, but you you catch my drift. You knew what I was saying. Yeah. I'm just a floating head, but you you get it, right? Okay. Um, no, I, yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. Now, as far as you know, they haven't really said what kind of Power Rangers. Is it going to be like the OG Mighty Morphin, or is it going to be straight to some other iteration? I know Rangers. Them? Yeah, I mean, I hope it's it's Mighty Morphin. Like, I hope it's just like. Back to basics. Um, I'm looking up exactly how many Power Rangers iterations there are. So I'm very curious now. Uh, Let's see. Iterations. Logos. Oh, my God. I don't need to see every single logo. By the way, uh, we're talking about Power Rangers while you're looking that up. Um, One thing, fellow geeks, if you're interested in Power Rangers and you maybe don't know the full history of Power Rangers and like all the versions of it, uh, check out on Netflix. They've got a show called The Toys That Made Us. And the most current season of it uh, has an episode devoted to Power Rangers. And it is really informative, very interesting, uh, very entertaining. Um, there is a lot I didn't know about it. I, off the top of my head, I'm kind of blinking, but I don't, I don't want to like speak out of turn, but check it out. Uh, it's, it's a really fascinating show. And, oh yeah. I watched the, the episode about Ninja Turtles. Yes. That one was crazy. Okay. I Googled it. As of 2019, Power Rangers consists of 27 television seasons of 20 different themed series. <laughs> That's a lot, my dude. Oh yeah, and I, I gave up after Zio. That was the second one. So, <laughs> well, and here's probably the craziest bit from that Netflix uh, documentary was that one of the things that they did was um, they were trying to sell toys, right? So obviously, in order in order to sell the toys, they had to have the TV show. They had established that from a marketing perspective many many moons before that, but it was too expensive to. Uh, to film all of it. So what they would do is they would, um, they had their, the Japanese counterpart version of the show that they had all of this footage from, and they would use that footage and splice it with the footage of them unmasked. Uh, so like the plots were kind of dependent on whoever they, their costumed versions of themselves were facing. So the pig monster, the giant pig, (laughs) <laughs> with the Roman helmet. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it was very interesting just to see how they would um, basically cut costs. And and what we just assumed was the Power Rangers of all time. I mean, I mean, it was never those those kids in the costumes, right? I mean, it was always Japanese actors and actresses that were stunt people doing all of these things. And they, they, <laughs> I mean, there was, it was just a divide. There was basically two shows in one that they had spliced together. So really fascinating stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was called Super Sentai, if I remember correctly. Yeah, something like that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I remember noticing that when I was a kid because it, it was more than just the fact that they spliced these two shows together, but the quality and, and the, the visuals would take a dip all of a sudden. Yes. Like it'd be super grainy and weird looking, and then all of a sudden it'd be more of a, a, a clearer picture. And Rita Repulsa would always be talking, 
but her lips would never match what she was saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the lips for Goldar uh, <laughs> and all the all the other bad guys. The the flapping of their mouths would never match what they were saying. And of course, as a kid, I was just like, well, I love the show, anyways. Yeah. I was loyal, but now I poop on it. After poop right on years, it. I'm free. <laughs> Time to conquer Earth. <laughs> Alpha, Rita's escaped. Recruit me a team of teenagers. Make sure they have attitude. Teenagers with attitude. Remember in the <laughs> that, Power that, to me, movie? Yeah, to me, that seems the worst thing you could ask for. It's like, get you should be saying, get me teenagers who will follow rules and, you know, be responsible uh, people uh, and uh, absolutely no attitude, please. The debate not, team. Yeah, I, I, I do not want them the to be talking back to me. Uh, oh, oh, Zordon, you would like teenagers with attitude. <laughs> These teenagers are far too horny, Alpha. <laughs> get a new bag. Less horny teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> the other day I quoted uh, the Power Rangers movie at my wife and of course she had no idea what <laughs> I was saying we were we were in Target and these two teenagers walked by us and they just stuck they had like BO the worst BO I've ever smelled you could smell them coming from a mile away and they walked by and my wife said oh those kids stink did you smell those kids and I went smells like teenagers of course, she didn't know I was doing Ivan Ooze. Oh, man. Man. Well, that's, sometimes you just got to do the ooze. That's All right. Funny. Well, anyways, <laughs> we could talk We could talk Power Rangers for hours, but <laughs> we soon will be shopping future episodes because we're going to get a lot more iterations of Power Rangers coming right. soon. All right. What else is going on? Okay, so this news will bring us into the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hell uh, yeah! Now, uh, specifically, now, uh, Spider-Man is kind of a unique character, right? So he's technically owned by Sony. Marvel mm-hmm. gets to use him as part of a partnership and agreement. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so whenever there's information about Spider-Man and the various movies, Sony it has a lot of uh, stake in that, so they can kind of let people know what to expect. And this news comes from JoeBlow.com. Uh, But specifically, Sony has confirmed that as far as our first look at this upcoming Spider-Man 3 that there's been rumors aplenty about, we are going to get that first look by year's end. So by, um, I mean, this movie is not supposed to even hit theaters until December 2021, but we're supposed to get our first look at the new sequel by the end of the year. Now, did you even, Wonder Rob, did you even know that they had already been filming this? I have heard that they just started. But uh, your boy, Tom Holland, he's currently filming the dang Uncharted movie. Oh, uh, yes. Did you see there was an Unchar- a picture of him as Nathan Drake today? Yes, I did. And I believe you had a hot take on the Uncharted movie in our uh, online chat between you, me, and the corrections department. I did. Uh, I would like you to repeat that. <laughs> so uh, I don't remember my exact quote, but to some extent I'm look I it said... Up. Hold on. No, no, no. It's got to be great. It's it's got to be exactly what you said because it was quality content, you guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I found it. I found it. I found okay, it. Okay, say it. I said, hopefully, the movie has constant scenes with him falling to his death over and over until he can make the jump from the rooftop building to the nearby window. Otherwise, it ain't uncharted. Yes, put it on the poster. <laughs> 
I mean, seriously, the the Blu-ray. My only experience with Uncharted has been demos, uh, but I will tell you that it was basically just me falling a million times trying to get from one platform to another. I mean, I recognize like the parkour element of it, uh, but to me, it was like an inferior Assassin's Creed in terms of like parkour or climbing or hanging or anything. Like, I never knew what I could or should jump to. It was always like, well, there's that pole over there. Can I don't even know if, can my character grab a pole? I'm not sure. I'm going to go ahead and try. And he's like, ah. nope, he can't grab a pole. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> it's just, the game was dumb to me. I, I, I really did not like it. We should review video games professionally. <laughs> <laughs> can I, let's get, you know, inside gaming on, on the line or like IGN or something. <laughs> well, like, the game's, the game's shit. I couldn't jump to that pole. Uh, <laughs> But the graphics were nice. I give it a three out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> Had I been able to make that pole jump, uh, you know, I think the game would have fared a whole lot better. <laughs> we should really, we should look into this. I think we should, we should be doing this. All right. Anyway, continue, continue with the Spider-Man story. <laughs> um. So, uh, Camilla Pacheco, who uh-huh. is the executive marketing director of Sony Pictures Entertainment in Brazil. Uh, made the first look announcement at Expo Expo Scene, uh, which is the largest cinema industry event in Latin America. Uh, Pacheco kept alternating between the scene between the words teaser and preview, but uh, basically we're going to be getting something before the year's end. Now, um, if a teaser or a preview drops, it would coincide with the timeline of the preview launches from the past two films. So. That's kind of how things have have happened. Uh, both films have had trailers released in December of 2016 and 2018. I'm talking about Homecoming and Far From Home. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's safe to say if it follows a trend, then this would be December 2020 would be appropriate to get a trailer. Um, considering that Spider-Man isn't even part of phase four, uh, it's kind of surprising to me that we, we would be getting a trailer considering that we haven't gotten a trailer for Eternals. We haven't gotten a trailer for um, uh, Shang-Chi or, or, or anything really from uh, the, the movies of phase four. So uh, it's just a little bit alarming to me, I guess. Uh, um, well, here's the way you got to think about it, Shaf. They're going to, er, anything you see in the trailer, they're going to just, it's either fake or they're going to CGI over it just like they did in uh, the last trailer where Spider-Man's talking to a group of people and he's in a Spider-Man suit, his regular old Spider-Man suit. But when the movie happened, he's in Iron Spider suit talking. He's fighting bad guys in, in the bank that wasn't even in the movie. It's going to be another one of those. It's just get it's just gets you hard for Spider Man. It's giving you a little taste. <laughs> I don't think I can get any do. harder for Spider Man than I already am. Uh, with all these teasers, <laughs> so hard, <to> pretend- <laughs> so hard for Spider Man. <laughs> so so freaking rock hard for Spider Man. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> I mean, with all these potential rumors about a, a Spider-Verse, a live-action Spider-Verse, maybe having Toby Maguire back with long hair. No, I'm just kidding. He doesn't have long hair. <laughs> uh, uh, Andrew Garfield. Uh, we got Jamie Foxx back as Electro. We've got Doctor Strange as his as Spidey's mentor, um, plus the, the uh, multiverse of madness happening for Doctor Strange. I mean, like, all signs and all, all things are leading and pointing us towards this 
live action Spider-Verse. So, I mean, we could even get Miles Morales. I mean, there's so many cool things and the potential for even like a multiverse version of the Sinister Six. I mean, that's enough. I mean, my nipples are hard right now too. I mean, my nipples right now, everything about me is rigid right now. Um, <laughs> I can't, I'm super hyped for this. So whatever they throw down, I hope it's got enough visuals because I need a little bit of something, uh, just to send me over the edge. Yeah, you can't you can't be edging this whole time. Exactly. You got to be sent over the edge. Yeah. Let me finish, Sony. Content. Let me finish. <laughs> all right. All right. Moving on, everybody. Uh what's that? What's that? I don't remember how it goes. Okay. If you couldn't tell what I'm about to talk about, uh looks like we're getting potentially more Adams family, you guys. Now I have a, a special place in my heart for the Adams family. Uh, I've played uh, the Butler Lurch a couple of times to some critical acclaim on stage in the Adams <laughs> Family musical. Uh, easiest part I've ever had because there's no lines. <laughs> you sing one song and all you got to do is be funny. It's my three easiest things. Anyway, I digest. We are uh, potentially getting an Adams Family series, my dude, from the one, the only, Timothy Burton. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's done movies such as, uh, hmm, let's see, hmm, I don't know, Edward Scissorhands, hmm, I don't know, A Nightmare Before Chestmas, hmm, other things too, probably. Anyway, all joking aside... MGM TV, who holds the underlying rights of the Adams Family IP, paid for a new Adams Family series to be developed. Naturally, there are now lots of buyers looking to get their spindly little fingers on the series, including Netflix, who sources say is the leader of the pack at this time. And of course, it's looking to be helmed by Tim Burton uh, to produce and possibly direct all episodes of this. Uh, serving as the head writers, Shaf, maybe you're going to get excited about this, are Smallville developers and executive producers, Alfred G and Miles Miller, uh, who will Millar. also show run Millar. in addition. Millar. Well, he should spell it different. <laughs> he does. It's it is, it is, it, wait, it is spelled different. Crap. <laughs> you win this round, Miles. You win this round. Um, who will? They will also show run the show, uh, as well as being executive producers. So what do you think of that, Shroff? What do you think of that news right there? Um, Are you excited? Are you not excited? Are you in the middle of the road? Okay, so, care? so we talked about Fast and the Furious, and the chub started to form. Then we talked about... Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. We talked about some Power Rangers, and uh-huh. definitely blood was flowing. And then we <sighs> talked about Spider-Man 3 and 6 to Midnight. And then we talked about Adam's family, and I was kind of deflated a little bit. Not gonna lie. Oh man, I thought we were gonna. Cr- I thought we were going to climax. <laughs> the way you were talking, I thought we were about to send you over the edge. I mean, that would have been nice. It would have been. It would have felt real good. But no, it would have been nice. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I, I would have enjoyed that. <laughs> but it just didn't do it for me. Um, no, Adam. I. I tell you what. I don't really like Tim Burton. Hot take. Okay. I find him to be um, 
he's disturbing for like shock and awe sake. Like I never feel like he's just doing it to be different. It's not, it's not like this is him. This is, this is his style. It's, it's like, I'm going to do something that's going to make people, um, I don't know. Like, I just think he does it for shock and awe. It's not, um, yeah, I hate, I, I don't know how to, I just don't, I don't, you don't like, like Batman him or Batman begins. I mean, Batman returns, <laughs> Batman begins. You don't like either, but for different reasons. Oh, I uh, like Batman. I don't like Batman returns. You don't, you don't like the penguin. You don't like, oh, I like the penguin. Uh, I just don't like that movie. All right, that's fair. We won't get into it. We've had this conversation before. You don't need another a geek movie argument on the show. And Tim Burton um, aligns himself too much with Johnny Depp, who is a known domestic abuser, so I'm not interested in that. So. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea you were so woke, Shaf. <laughs> this is great but this i will the only thing i i can say for certain is that wonder rob is the best lurch ever you know they have always cleaning the carpet or washing the drapes it's just a little taste of something that I improved one time during one show. <laughs> You're I welcome, had, Internet. I, I wish I had the same amount of lines as Wonder Rob did uh, as Lurch in the show that I'm about to perform in December because that would have made rip memorization so much easier. Let me tell you, if you can have as many lines as Lurch had and still steal the show... You're you're on top of your game, baby. You're on top of your game. Humble brag. <laughs> All right. So that's enough Adams family. That's enough Adams family. What what else is going on, my duder? We got two more stories. I'm gonna let you pick which one, but I have a feeling there's one that you really want to talk about. <laughs> so why don't you tell them about it, Shav? Okay. Come on. Oh, come on. Uh, I see you've clicked on it. Okay. Open I wasn't gonna it. go there. Open the link. Uh, I was going to let you talk about that one, but... No, I want you to do it. (laughs) I want to hear you say it. (laughs) Well, I'm going to say it, but I'm going to say it really, really bad. Okay, so uh, the the, uh, article I'm uh, I'm talking about, some news came out. uh, Let's see. What's today? uh, Today's the 22nd, right? Yeah, 22nd. So yesterday, this news uh, happened during the morning. I was just minding my own business. I was probably on my lunch break. And uh, this uh, news got sent to me that a certain person is going to be joining the cast of the reshoots of Zack Snyder's Snyder Cut of Justice League. Um, as far as I know, this person was not in the original uh, Justice League and is nope. now joining uh, the the Justice League cast yeah. for additional scenes. You got um, it. Because, because the movie is going to be four hours long. So, um, and that's not an exaggeration. It's going to be four hours long. Um, uh, you know, I didn't know that they could, or no, let me say it this way. When this uh, character debuted, I thought there was no way that they could have damaged the DCEU as badly. <laughs> and so I was glad that when the movie was over, we weren't going to get any more from this particular individual. 
Uh, and now I find out that's not the case. Of course, I'm talking about my least favorite actor of all time. Jared has been overrated asshole Leto. Wow. Um, Tell us how you really feel. I really despise him. I mean, I tell you what, he was great in Dallas Buyers Club and that's that. Just because you're really good in one movie does not make you a really good actor for everything. And he should not have played the Joker. He was a terrible Joker. And uh, the whole concept of him as the Joker was messed up and stupid and dumb. And it's no wonder why they haven't had him come back. And he certainly wasn't in the emancipation of Harley Quinn. Um, his body, his stunt double was or whatever. <laughs> and I think those <laughs> scenes even hit the cutting room floor. I don't even yeah, remember. Yeah, exactly. They weren't even in the movie. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But um, apparently Jared Leto's going to be back to play the Joker. Uh, he's getting the last laugh, as the HollywoodReporter.com said, as he joins the shooting of additional scenes in the Snyder Cut. Um, Wonder Rob. Yes. Yes. How... Happy or sad were you about this news? I think it's, I wasn't happy or sad, actually. I was more like, like that gif of the, the, the close up of the blonde guy's face where he opens his eyes really wide and just sort of goes, huh, you know what gif I'm talking about? The reaction gif, (laughs) whatever that's from. That's, that's how I felt. I was just like, oh, really? That's an interesting development. And I was remembering Way back when everybody was saying, release the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut exists. And then Snyder's like, it does exist. And we're going to release it. But turns out the Snyder Cut was never really a thing. Because now you're just adding <laughs> characters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, anyway. And and not only that, but it's going to cost HBO like $70 million. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not... I'm optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic about the Schneider cut. I think the movie <laughs> has nowhere to go but up, but it could also just not <laughs> do it. You know what I mean? It could. It's like, yeah, we got nowhere to go but up, but if we just stay where we're at, then technically we found a loophole. Um, on the other side of things, Shaf, I know you just expressed your feelings of Jared Leto's Joker. Now, do you? I'm going to ask you a, a, maybe a controversial question. Okay. Do you think that his the the lack of excitement and enthusiasm about his version of the Joker is solely put on the shoulders of Jared Leto, or do you think that they just had a they wrote him dumb, they gave him dumb direction, and they cut out a lot of Joker stuff? Supposedly, too, according to Jared True. Leto. Um, and the Suicide Squad just wasn't that great of a movie anyway. Right. Uh, so that being said, do you think this, the cards were sort of stacked against Jared Leto? Or do you think, no, they were stacked against him, but he, you know, he pushed them all off the table. He took all the cards and just pushed them off the table. Um, that's a good question. You know, I... I do think that he was written poorly. He was not given enough to do. I and also he think looks it was dumb as hell. Let's just call call it like a season. Yeah, like he, he looks stupid. <laughs> he does. He looks very, very stupid. Now, here's the one thing I will say is that um, there's really no reason why he should have been in this movie at all. Like Joker should not have been in it. A lot of us thought that Joker was going to be the main antagonist of the movie. When we were seeing like who was part of the Suicide Squad, we we're like, oh, and Joker's in it. 
I guess they're all going to be fighting Joker. Like, and it really wasn't the case. Like, obviously it was really Enchantress, uh, and her, I don't know, brother or whatever, but, um, he should not have been in it at all because it, you really don't want to portray the Joker without having Batman in it in some capacity. Like he's a Batman rogue uh, to include him only because you're including Harley Quinn was stupid. So, well, maybe shop just maybe if we're lucky, we'll get an, uh, another scene of the Joker laying on the floor with a bunch of <laughs> knives uh, strategically placed in circles or maybe guns this time or any other weapon. Uh, I'm really sad we didn't get the scene of Joker laying out all his knives. I'm going to put this one here and I'm going to put this one right here. And oh, the, this one's too big. It's going to go in the back row right here. And I'm going to lie down and I'm going to laugh. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not going to ruin the movie. I'm just going to hurt it really, really Real bad. bad. So, <laughs> Uh, to answer your question, your initial question, was I sad or happy about it? I was the GIF reaction that I was talking about in the sense that, okay, let's just see if this guy can do something a little better this time. I was, because Because yeah. the, the last time, I, I'm of the opinion that I don't think it's necessarily his fault, but I don't think he was that great either. But I think everything, I think that everything in that movie was just not good for the most part. Um, or in, in in the favor of Joker, I mean. So maybe, maybe we'll get something a little better, but I'm not exactly holding my breath. So we're just going to have to wait until this four-hour cut of, of Justice League comes out. That's, that's my opinion on the subject. All right. That's All right. Fair. So I'm going to hit you with the last little bit of geek news, Shroff, because we got some Star Trek in to do. We got to boldly go where no geek, so to speak, podcast has gone before. Uh, but before that, I'm going to just switch gears real fast and talk about video games, Shroff. Uh, just the other day, Sony rolled out a system software update, 8.0 for the PlayStation 4. Did you do Did you do that update, Shroff? I did. It took All forever. Right. Did you read the fine print, Shroff, on that update? No. <laughs> Neither did I, but uh, I tend to not do that anyway. Well, you got a system software update 8.0 for the PlayStation 4, which of course added new features, renamed some old things, and for the most part got the old console ready to interact with the new PS5 coming out in less than a month, Shaf. Uh, a notification, this is why I asked you if you read the fine print, a notification that party chats may now be recorded... <laughs> appearing along with the update, and it upset uh, users who believe Sony might be spying on them. Uh, Sony says that's not the case, and essentially, just to let you know that the message refers to an upcoming feature for the PlayStation 5. So essentially what this is, Shaf, is that uh, PlayStation is now going to let you have the option to record your chats, if you're having a party chat, uh, and submit that for review from... For the PlayStation moderation team, should you be in a chat with somebody who is uh, racist or abusive or uh, anything in between? But now you can record your party chat and send it off. Um, despite them being very clear about this, people seem to think that Sony is just spying on you. Uh, which has happened in the past, Shaf. 
not from Sony, or at least I don't recall any instances from Sony, but uh, I don't know if you remember there was a, an issue with Xbox tapping in and recording people's conversations. Uh, mainly, they hired contractors to to observe the conversations that were being recorded, essentially to help Cortana, the the audio, the the speech recognition software that Xbox has. Um, and Xbox got in trouble for it. Amazon got in trouble for it a while back too. Um, but Sony is sticking to their word, and they said, following this update, users are seeing a notification about party safety and that voice chats in the parties may be recorded. Voice chat recording for moderation is a feature that will be on the PlayStation 5 when it launches and will enable users to record voice chats, submit them for moderation. The pop-up you're seeing on the PlayStation 4 right now is to let you know that if and when you participate in a chat with a PlayStation 5 user post-launch, they may submit those recordings for PlayStation 5 console to SIE, which stands for Sony Interactive Entertainment, if you didn't know. Uh, um, so what do you think of that, Shuff? Just give me your quick, your quick thoughts. <laughs> How can I be quick about that? Quick! Give me your quick thoughts, quick! Uh, 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 I don't... You really use it, so it doesn't yeah. really bother me. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, I very rarely play play online at all, and if I am playing online, it's with you. Yeah. I can't wait to report your ass. <laughs> Shops being too funny. I can't concentrate and fall, guys. Reported. Honestly, ban I'm him. I'm I'm gonna cancel my online membership for PlayStation. I'm I'm done, man. I'm not gonna pay the ten bucks anymore. Yeah. What? What? You don't want to play Fall Guys no more? You don't want to play Fall Guys. I can't even get on the damn game. It's 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 constantly network errors, and I don't know if that's because I'm up in the Red Rocks or because too many people are playing, or a combination oh, of man. both. But I can't do it. All right, fine. That's fair. I guess I'll just have to play with Vector. I guess. Three shout-outs. He's probably jizzing his pants right now. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's the story. There's not much more to it, but long story short, Sony is not spying on you guys, but you can report your racist friends. So good on good. you. Or just mute everybody. Don't talk to strangers. How about that? Dang. All right. That's enough geek news, I think, Shaf. So let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Let's tell these guys, the listeners, where they can find us on social media. And when we get back, we're going to dive into all things Star Trek. We're going to talk Star Trek Discoveries season premiere. And we're going to talk about the brand new show, Star Trek Lower Decks, when we get back. Hey, gang, it's Wonder Rob again. And Shaf's here, too. We just wanted to take a quick break to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Catch us on Twitter at Geek So To Speak PC, where I'll be tweeting and retweeting all of the latest geek news. Also, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Geek So To Speak Podcast, where yours truly will be serving up those deliciously geeky posts, not to mention memes, trailers, articles, videos, and much, much more. While, of course, Shock celebrates his inner geek on Instagram with all kinds of geek gasm, oh, inducing pics and memes. <laughs> if you're enjoying what you're hearing, let us know. Find us and follow us, rate us and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We've got new episodes every week, so don't forget to tune in. Same geek time, same geek channel. And we're back. 
That's right. We are back. And uh, just as one Rob said before the, the break, uh, we're talking Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Lower Decks. Now, um, here's what I want to say first of, first and foremost, is that we will be talking about the episode, the first episode of each of these shows. So the first episode of the first season of Lower Decks and the first episode of the third season, which just debuted, uh, uh, earlier last week, um, on Star Trek Discovery. Now, both of these are on CBS All Access, uh, and no, you cannot have my username and password. So stop asking. <laughs> <laughs> I only share. It but with you can ask me to give you Shop's <laughs> username and password. There are no rules about that. Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, now, I am a loyal Star Trek Discovery watcher you you might call me a disco fan uh because i do love that discovery you're just um, a long time trekkie head to begin with it's true i'm a trekkie through and through i have been for i mean since i was a kid my uncle carrie is is the reason why i am a trekkie because he was a trekkie and he got me into it um so I've always been ready for whatever TV show was going to be coming on the air. And I remember when Voyager first debuted. I remember when uh, uh, Deep Space Nine. I remember when Enterprise, all of them. Um, and I was very excited about this show. And this show is unlike a lot of Star Trek shows. And especially this season. Because the previous two seasons both took place during a time which is actually about 10 years before Kirk and Spock are commanding the enterprise and having their original series, uh, trek through the stars. Mm -hmm. So, um, that was the timeline, but that is totally upended, uh, by the finale of season two where discovery and, uh, commander Michael Burnham, uh, are both basically forced to go to the future to help, um, basically prevent, the universe's collapse. It's hard to explain. It's a lot to it, but uh, they have to go to the future. And we're talking the far, far, far future. 3188, uh, to yes. be precise. Like 900 plus years into the future. So this is way I retained beyond, that. Nicely done. <laughs> this is way beyond any of the, the previous Star Trek shows. So probably the most advanced Star Trek show uh, would have been Picard, actually. Um in terms of talking about like what's going on in the Federation and what's happening uh, in the Alpha Quadrant where the where Earth is and and everything mm-hmm. else and their relations with other species, as far as we know, that was the the most recent bit of information. And so this goes way beyond that, and we see that things have really changed. So I wanted just to make sure our fellow geeks understand that I have been watching this show consistently from episode one of season one all the way through to now. Wonder Rob, on the other hand, (laughs) uh, uh, has not. (laughs) Yep, yep. In a classic Wonder Rob fashion, I like to just review. I like to hop into these shows when they're well established with no prior context to any sort of anything and just make my decision. On the show based on that. Now, so, knowing that... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, so, of course, I watched the, the season premiere of season three with no back context whatsoever. Despite Shaf sending me a YouTube link of a season season one and two recap. Which I, I said, carefully nope. curated. I carefully <laughs> sure 
curated this YouTube link because I looked at a few of them to find the best one that would recap both seasons in the most minimal amount of time, but in the most concrete and thorough way. And what does Wonder Rob do? He doesn't even watch it. I didn't even click it. <laughs> I was like, nope, nope. That's not how Wonder Rob's doing this. I am going in cold turkey. Because sometimes it's funner to make fun of a show that you don't know know anything about and your best friend loves. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I warned him, too, because I'd already seen the episode and I was telling him, I'm like, Wonder Rob, you're really going to need like a a crash course on discovery because mm-hmm. watching this episode, I don't know how anybody could just start watching this show by only watching this episode. Okay. All right. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Well I got, let, let me tell you about it. Yeah. Uh, did we say we're going to spoil things? I don't yes, remember if we, we did. said that. All right. Okay. So yeah, yeah we're spoilers spoil are coming. So. Okay. So you said you don't know how anybody can watch this show. Without having any context. I, for one, feel the exact opposite of what you said. I feel like I was able to follow along with the story just fine because the premise of this show, this particular episode, this, uh, this, what's her position? The the main girl's position and her name? I'm blanking Uh, on it. She's a commander. And Commander. her position, is, or her name is Michael Burnham. Okay. She has a voice name. Uh, she does. The show yes, is progressive. Yeah. Um, anyway. The premise of a, uh, a captain, a commander, excuse me, being propelled from a past generation of Star Trek into the future and not knowing what's going on and being in this new world to me, felt like a pilot. It felt like a pilot episode. Okay. If this was if this was how Star Trek Discovery started, you just the premise of this person got flung into the future a hundred years, and now she has to figure out how she got here, connect the time. It actually seemed like an interesting start-off point to me. Uh, and an interesting premise if this was just the show. I know it's not just the show, but it, if that was just how it was, I would have found it interesting. So I actually didn't have a heck of a hard time following the plot so much because coming into it where this character jumped into the future and didn't know what was going on felt like me watching the show. It felt like, I don't know who this character is, and she just jumped into this, and she doesn't know what's going on either. That's true. That whole fish-out-of-water sort of scenario you could relate to. I get that. That's good. Yeah, and so I actually didn't have a hard time watching this show. Um, She's talking, uh, you know, to the... She she time jumps. She crash lands on this this, uh, planet. She breaks... She runs into a courier. The courier accuses her of trying to steal her stuff he's like don't you know about spock don't you know about (laughs) don't you know about kirk and she's like i don't know who these people are and i was like i know who they are you don't know who they are what are you from the past and so yeah i did i didn't have a hard time enjoying this episode because it felt like it felt like an interesting premise to even start a show so okay that that's my initial thoughts 
on the show. But I'm interested in hearing what you, a long-time listener, first-time caller, have on this episode. So, I, to be perfectly honest, not blown away by that first episode. Okay. And I'll tell you why. The reason why is because having already been with the Discovery ship and its crew for two seasons, uh-huh. uh, knowing what prompted them to go to the future, uh, knowing that Michael was going to be operating, uh, that it's sort of like a like a space suit of sorts that has like wings on it. Um, she was basically guiding discovery through this wormhole, which would send them to the future. Um, but they, she appears on a certain planet. Discovery is, is nowhere to be found. So likely, and we can kind of tell based on the trailer that follows the episode that discovery is not gone. It's just, uh, probably going to take a while before it actually shows up because of how the wormhole and time, works and all of that. It's very timey wimey as a uh, doctor who would say. Um, I think that because we didn't get the typical star Trek experience of, of the bridge crew and the ship and the dynamics of being on the ship and the conflict that comes from all of that to me, it just didn't feel like star Trek. I was watching the whole thing and the entire time I was like, this doesn't even feel like star Trek. And there were times during Star Trek Picard, I felt the same way. Like, this doesn't feel like Star Trek. Um, so my concern is that they continue to move away from what Star Trek is in favor of what Star Trek could be. And while I'm hopeful for what it could be, I still kind of reminisce for, I don't know, just what Star Trek used to mean to me. And that was mm-hmm. just the expectation of, of, the camaraderie, the teamwork, the mystery, the intrigue, uh, science fiction becoming science fact, like, uh, that all these episodes were allegories of things that were happening in our daily lives. Like it just didn't feel like Star Trek to me. And so that's what kind of sent me a little over the edge of being not thrilled with that first episode. I'm sure it's going to get a lot better. Uh, they, one thing I do love about the show now is that it pretty it pretty much has the complete, um, spectrum to explore. So previously the show was operating in that 10 year gap before Kirk and Spock, right? Mm -hmm. So Canon had already been established. Like if you're going to be a show that predates Kirk and Spock predates next generation predates Voyager, deep space nine, all that stuff, you're kind of put into a little box. There's not too much you can do. You can't introduce yourself to species that enterprise hasn't encountered yet. You can't like go hang out with the Borg. Like you can't do certain things. So it really limits what you can do from a narrative perspective. The discovery ship is far more advanced than the enterprise, uh, far more advanced than anything Starfleet was doing. Cause it was an, a science vessel, very experiential, uh, I'm sorry, experimental, um, so it doesn't really belong in that time period anyways. And we were always like wondering why are things so advanced on this ship? Like they don't belong in this pre original series era. And now mm-hmm. thankfully they don't have to be, they get to move to the future where no show has gone before literally. And now they can do whatever they want. And so I love that open-endedness, uh, for discovery to explore what it wants to be now as its own show. It doesn't have the constraints of Canon. It can really kind of create Canon uh, through each episode. So, um, so that to me is really exciting to explore, uh, 
the undiscovered country, if I can quote another Star Trek movie. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I didn't know when I was watching it, I said, where can I get a bird that is also an alarm clock? <laughs> I was like, that's pretty badass. Um, I noted that they still have cats in the future. Uh, the uh, the guy she ran into was like, my cat has a thyroid issue. <laughs> Holding up his cat. There's and something I, about that cat. I don't know. Like, There's one scene where the bounty hunter guy, Cosmo, uh, is threatening to feed the cat to an entire planet. And books like she's a queen. And I'm like, there must be more going on with that cat than we know about. Maybe it's kind of like, um, <clears throat> maybe it's kind of like the cat in Captain Marvel. <laughs> I had that same thought. I was like, <laughs> okay, there's something going to go on with this cat. Um, and then I wrote something not directly related to, to Star Trek, but a thought I had when they, when they uh, mentioned that they traveled to the year 3188. I thought to myself, I wonder if they still talk about 2020 in the year 3188. <laughs> They're like, oh, What man. a shit year that was. <laughs> you think things are bad now? You should have seen Earth on 2020. Yeah, you should have seen COVID. <laughs> oh, that thing was um, bad. One crazy thing uh, that they've sort of decided to do, uh, and I don't know if this meant anything to you, but when they started talking about dilithium, mm-hmm. did that mean anything to you, Wonder Rep? Oh, I know what those dilithium crystals are. I may be loosely a Star Trek fan, but I am loose enough to stick some dilithium crystals in me. <laughs> dilithium is what allows the warp core to operate. So you mm-hmm. don't have warp speed without dilithium uh, as far as the Federation goes. So yeah. to, ha- to have dilithium become scarce, uh, a commodity in-, in the future is really interesting. Um, the Federation has been basically disbanded. It's mostly gone, uh, collapsed due to something called the burn. Uh, basically all dilithium exploded, uh, about a hundred, 120 years ago. And so many people died that no one can really explain it. And basically now the Federation's gone. It's like, they've really like created a, a very interesting and kind of dark bleak future. I mean, you've mm-hmm. got Andorians, Working with Orions, this is this would not happen. Andorians were part of the founding members of the Federation. Uh, they've always been allies to the Federation. Now they're working with pirates. Orions were pirates. They were always um, adversaries for the Federation. They always kind of operated under their own agenda. Uh, so the fact that they're working together is just outrageous. Um Time travel tech being uh, destroyed in the temporal war, being outlawed. Um, did you notice at the end of the episode that Federation flag had an uh, an altered look to it? It didn't have as many stars on it. I did not notice that. Yeah, so uh, the Federation flag has normally got just a bunch of stars in the center because it represents each planet that is within the Federation. And now it only had like six. So so many planets have left the Federation and I mean, now it's a much smaller entity. I mean, imagine if the United States ended up being only like four States <laughs> wow. and the rest of them were all like their own countries at this point. Like that's just, that's baffling. So, um, it's really interesting. We'll see where they go with it. They had another episode, uh, today, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but, um, uh, but yeah, CBS All Access. Would you yeah. watch? Uh, would you watch more of it? And if you had the opportunity, where you where is your interest peaked, or were you kind of like, okay, I've seen it, I don't need to see it anymore? It's the premise 
itself would be enough for me to watch it if it was if, if the show actually started that way. I know that's not how the show started, how I described it. So obviously they're going to start pulling in a lot more elements from different seasons or the past two seasons as the show goes. Or at least I can probably safely assume that that's what they're going to do, right? The guy from Rent is going to show up. He's going to be like, 525,600 light years. That's how far I've traveled to see, save you. Or something like that. Um, yeah, you know it. He is the on the show. show. Yeah, has been on my list to actually watch. I just, you know how I am with TV shows. I have, I have this grand idea of shows that I'm going to watch, and then I just never watch them. No, that's but fair. it is on my I mean, list. You have it finite time. You do not have all the time in the world to watch stuff. So I, get I know, it. man. I wish, I wish I could get pre-marriage, pre-baby Rob back up here. He had so <laughs> much time to watch stuff and play video games. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> That guy was something. He didn't know that what to do with cool. all that free time. <laughs> um, oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, I will continue to watch it just because I'm a, a loyal fan, but wasn't blown away by the first episode. Wasn't enough for me. Uh, I kind of hope that you watch at least one more of this season um, because I know the next episode will have the rest of the crew. It'll have the Discovery ship. So I think you should watch at least that one as well um, when you get a chance. I know this weekend's going to be busy, but... Uh, just to see if that sort of changes your mind about the show. If it's like, if you then are really addicted to it, I, I want to know. So keep us posted. Okay. All right. I'll commit to that. I'll watch the next episode. I'll report on it next week. Okay, cool. All right. All right. Let's move uh, over to the other show we were going to talk about. We watched uh, the first episode of the first season of Lower Decks, which is an animated Star Trek show. There's only been one other animated series for Star Trek, and uh, it was back in the... 70s so uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh it's good to have star trek back on the tubes and in animated form and i gotta say this the show really surprised me uh because i kind of didn't know what to expect i wasn't like jonesing for an animated star trek show i knew it was supposed to be a little bit edgy but i was like it's star trek like how edgy are you gonna make this like you're not gonna have like bad language or whatnot. And I was mistaken. <laughs> it, it's basically uh, Star Trek and Family Guy, like together. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. I think it's funnier than Family Guy, personally. Um, <laughs> okay. So, but, so that sort of tells me that you enjoyed it. You liked it. Yeah. I did enjoy it. Um, I, I knew the premise of this show. I knew it's, well, it's called Lower Decks. Um, so if, essentially, it's a, uh, <laughs> the, the the main cast is you know uh the people who work on the lower decks the not so important people on the the uh what was it the uss cerritos is that what cerritos, it was yeah uh -huh. cerritos so essentially the people that you don't see <laughs> on a on a episode to episode basis of any real star trek series um i knew it was a comedy um and i knew it was going to be flush with you know in jokes this that and the other um but I did enjoy it. Um, I had a thought after the episode was over where I, I had a thought to myself where I said, I don't, if this show wasn't animated and they just did this show, I think it would still be just as funny. But maybe that might, it might have just been too expensive of a show to produce if it was live action. Maybe. Maybe. 
if yeah. it was going to be just a 30 minute format comedy and you know zombies everywhere spitting up blood <laughs> <laughs> like in this episode um so maybe it yeah maybe it has to be animated but yeah i did enjoy it i did like it i did too i did too i thought it was kind of funny that the last episode we did was the boys and that featured Jack Quaid as the main character. And this show also features Jack Quaid as the main character. Yeah, I had the same thought. <laughs> I didn't know he was in this. I was like, all right. And it had some yeah. people in it that I didn't know were in it. Um, I saw Jerry O'Connell was in it. Paul Shear was in it. Um, Did you catch the Paul Shear cameo, by the way? No, but I saw that at the end when I was looking at the credits. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, who was I, Paul Shear? I guessed his voice right away. Only, probably only because I, I listened to so much of... Uh, how did this get made? So I like his voice is sort of embedded in my soul now. So, uh, but he's the mustache, uh, crewman mustache crewman. Who's who couldn't pronounce the alien species name. He's like, yeah. uh, all right. Uh, we've got the, uh, Gallardonians, uh, Gallardonians. Okay. Uh, can you, uh, get their subspace, uh, transmission thing all set up? And he, I guess he's going to be like a regular recurring guest on that show. So he's like part of the crew of the Cerritos. So I'm excited about that. Um, some other characters that I didn't realize who they were, who they were, uh, Eugene Cordero. So by, by name alone, that doesn't like, uh, doesn't jog any memories, but if anybody's seen the good place, mm-hmm. he plays Pillboy who is uh, Jason's like best friend on the good, the good place. Oh, okay. Super funny, super funny guy. And he plays uh, Ensign Rutherford, who is a, uh, a human ensign, but he has a, a cybernetic implant, which mm-hmm. kind of helps um, uh, provide some comedy. It's sort of like his way of, of being a little bit like Jordy LaForge from uh, next generation uh, being uh, amazing at engineering um, and having sort of like an implant of sorts. So he's kind of like that, but, but it's going, it's all going wrong. So his whole storyline at the beginning is that he just got his cybernetic enhancement and he also has a first date. Yeah. <laughs> and he's scrolling back and forth between his real personality and his cybernetic personality. Uh, and some, <laughs> some Vulcanisms based on the cybernetic, <laughs> uh, enhancement. Uh, that made me laugh when he started uh, circling back into the Vulcan way of thinking. Yeah, they just programmed him that way. Um, I really liked. They have a Bajoran tactical officer. Um, mm. Bajorans really kind of made their appearance more well known uh, in Deep Space Nine, uh, as they it was the 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 Deep Space Nine was protecting the wormhole um, near Bajor uh, from the Dominion, but. Uh, the tactical officer is he wants to blow up the warp core like at no matter what's going on like if there's any threat to the ship no matter how small he's like can i please captain can i please blow up the warp core (laughs) (laughs) and i just laughed because like there are so many times when that is like their last ditch effort on like the true like star trek dramas they're always like well we could always blow up the warp core <laughs> so I just laughed to myself. I was like, they are really poking fun at Star Trek. And I just thought it's Star Trek making fun of Star Trek. How uh meta is that? It's so it's so funny to me. Yeah. I I feel a little more inclined. Like out of the two shows I watched, Discovery or Lower Decks, like I Star Trek Discovery, I was like, yeah, you know, I can I'll, I'll watch it. It's still on my list. It's still a show I'm interested in, but Star Trek Lower Decks, I'm like, I wanna I 
I stopped myself from keeping up and watching the next episode because I just had stuff I needed to do today. I was technically working, quote unquote, and <laughs> getting ready for family to come visit. So, but if I had the free time that I would have enjoyed, I would have kept watching it today. Um, I really liked this first episode. Well, what's nice too is, I mean, it's it's only like a 25, 26 minute episode. So it's very easy to binge something like that. Like there, I don't know how many episodes there were for the season, but um, the whole thing, the whole season is available now on CBS All Access. So even if you were trying to, you know, be cost, uh, uh, cost, I guess, effective for your, your wallet, you could totally do a seven day trial and knock out that season in a heartbeat um, for our fellow geeks that want to save some Save some cheddar. Save some green. Um, by the way, the episode intro for Lower Decks, that had me laughing too. Just watching as the ship was like bouncing into terrible uh, situations. Yeah, ter- <laughs> just like, nope, turn around. <laughs> like the ship was getting like caught in like the gravity well of like a, oh, I don't like know. It was like a, a planet about to explode. Yeah, like a dying star. <laughs> yeah. And then um, they. <laughs> They, they like stumble upon a Borg battle between the Borg and the Romulans and they're just turning around and <laughs> like retreating. I'm like, this is like totally not what Star Trek ships would do. Like they would immediately enter the fray. They would join the battle. They would start firing phasers and shooting off torpedoes, not turning around and, and, and uh, bolting the other direction. Like uh, it was just funny to me. And knowing that we had a show like the Orville on uh, Fox, mm-hmm. which ended up being on Hulu, um, which was meant to be sort of like a Star Trek parody. It's it's I liked that show, but I actually like when Star Trek parodies itself better. Like I think that's funnier to me. Uh, and didn't the the Orville start taking itself pretty seriously? It did. Yeah. From what it, I've heard, it kind of it kind of um, marketed itself as being so much of a comedy, but there was a, r- a hell of a lot of very like heartfelt or um, allegorical like episodes that were content based with what was going on in society or, you know, handling things like abortion, handling things uh, like racism, um, xenophobia, like all of that stuff was present on Orville, which as it was also present to some degree on Star Trek, but it kind of felt like it was taking itself a little too seriously and getting away from what it was intended to be. And now it sounds like Seth MacFarlane doesn't even want to come back for it. So uh, I don't know how that show exists without him. But he's got he's got to make another uh, a Family Guy spinoff. <laughs> Head to Quagmire right. show now. That's so Quagmire. <laughs> That's so Quagmire. But yeah, I I, I did really enjoy uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, uh, and I do see a future version of myself uh, continuing to watch this show, despite the fact that the CBS All Access app on my PlayStation 4 is total garbage crap. It crashed twice trying to watch Discovery, and it wouldn't, and then the two times it did load up, it wouldn't load up the images for anything. So I would be selecting things, but there'd be no image. So I had to click, I had to search for Star Trek. Click the first one, and that's like, no, that's next generation. Click next. No, that's the original series. And I had to like go through not knowing what I was picking, despite the fact that I had an internet connection and all other apps were working properly. Because uh, I did, sucks. I did go back. I was like, is my internet just not bad? Not doing good right now. I reset the PlayStation. The app still didn't work. I went into other app, apps like Hulu, Netflix. I even tried my Amazon Prime on there. All working pristine. 
But CBS All Access just sucks on the PlayStation 4, man. It's just not good. Take that, CBS. This is a I'm strongly worded that. letter to you. <laughs> Dang. All right. Well, I think that about wraps up another episode of Geek So To Speak podcast. Thank you so much, loyal listeners, for sticking with us all the way through the end. We greatly appreciate it. If you're not already subscribed, hit that subscribe button. If you are already subscribed, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our uh, our geeky little hearts. We appreciate it. Uh, if you haven't left us a review on iTunes, leave us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever they're calling it these days. If uh, you're listening to us on a different platform, like, you know, uh, Spotify Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, uh, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, I'm sure all these other places have uh, the, the means to leave reviews, although we can't check them as easily. So if you do review us on other platforms, shoot us a, shoot us a heads up, geek, so to speak podcast at gmail.com. Or if you have any questions, concerns, uh, uh, you want to fight us on our opinions on Star Trek, by all means, <laughs> shoot us an email. We'll read that on the show. Uh, if you are looking to find myself or Shaf on social media, I'm not talking about the geek, so to speak, social media. I'm talking about if you love us so much as individuals, you want to follow us, well, we'll uh, provide you the opportunity to do that. You can follow my boy Shaf on Facebook and Instagram at ShaffVO. That's S-H-O-F-F, V as in Vulcan, O as in Overlord, ShaffVO. You can find <laughs> me on Instagram and Twitter at Wonder Rob, W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B. Next week, we have a, well, it's Halloween next week, Chef. I don't know if you know this, but things are going to get pretty spooky around here, just like they always do. I'm not going to tell them what we're going to do next week, but it is Halloween, and we do have something quite special lined up for you geeks. Any last word, Chef, before we get the heck out of here? Uh, no, other than to say, live long and prosper during COVID-19. Okay, that's fair. Take it. (laughs) Take it, listeners. (laughs) All right, fellow geeks, we will see you next week to celebrate the Halloween holiday. Same geek time. Same geek channel. Take care, everybody. I should have learned how to say it in Klingon. Perhaps today is a good day to die. You guys are fucking lame. Shut up, Wesley. 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 Shut